Hi. Hi. Welcome to Sip. Survive. And repeat. Kenny's using a new computer to record this. Is you it going? Fancy. How's it going? Good. I mean, oh, if you guys shit. hear this, then it went well. <laughs> if you don't, then yeah. good luck. Good luck and Godspeed. This is the silent episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is the episode where we don't talk. You have to survive us being silent for one hour. Go. Oh, my God. Um, well, I'm going to talk about wine first just to like, because I feel like I always at the tail end, I'm like, wine. Not that like this is anything special. I don't know where really I got good. it. Yeah, I do like it. So I'm going to first tell you the story of why I bought it. Um, I think I got it at World Market. So I live above a World Market, everyone. And they just opened in mid-December. And I was there with my son, Declan, who's five. And I just like to like walk past the wine and grab like one bottle every time I go. That mm-hmm. way I just never run out of wine. So I, got, I grabbed this and it's because my... My son, who's five again, talks about something called long horse. Does anyone, do either of you know what that is? No. Apparently, it's like a scary horse. It sounds scary. That doesn't have bones or is made of all bones. I forget which. And like, see this picture on the label of like a a weird horse with no bones? Yeah. And so I saw this and I go, Declan, what does this look like? And he goes, long horse. And so I bought it. But because where is he watching room. this? Long he, horse. YouTube. And so he is this now. This is a creepy. It's like a snake. Declan. Basically. No. Look stay at, off look at that. this bottle. Look Declan, if you're listening. See how it's kind of long horsey? Anyway, I Let have. Let me see, Kenny. I have removed YouTube. We don't watch it at my house anymore. <gasps> Ew. Yeah. No. The answer to that is no. I can, and it's a little cartoony, so I get. <clears throat> him and all of his. Well, did I tell you you also know who, who Jason is? Like Jason Jason? Yeah, like. With the ski mask, he, he, he came home one day and he goes, <gasps> Jenny, no! <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? And he goes, Jason. That's what Jason says. I'm like, I don't think Jason says that. I think that's what the movie does when Jason comes out of the water and you're or whatever. scaring me, stop. And then he also knows that Jason has a machete. And he called it. He didn't say he has a big knife or a sword. He goes, and Jason has a machete. And I'm like, no more YouTube for you. I feel like you're going to experience, I've read those parent stories where like they wake up and the, their kid is like standing and staring at them. And I could yeah. see Declan like, you're going to wake up one night and Declan's going to be like, like right by your bed and it's going to freak you out so bad. And he's going to be innocent about it, obviously. But. Oh my God. He's, yeah. So we, I've cut YouTube. We're now, we're off the YouTube at my house. I don't know about my ex's house, but um I found something called like Kid Doodle or Kid Voodle or it's something like that. And they just have like lots of kid approved videos and they all seem like dece. Yeah. Like nothing Isn't terrible. kids YouTube a thing? It is, but he wants regular YouTube. Ah, so he refuses to like use the kids YouTube. Right. So kids but- YouTube needs to rebrand themselves as like, like they need to put like a fake logo up so it looks or like. Or something. Yeah. I don't know. Because I'd want the same thing if I was a kid. Being a parent today has got to be hard. I can't even imagine. Well, and all the kids at school all knew about it, too. Of course they did. Like, they were all going, I'm like, how did, his teacher must think we are the worst. It's always one kid. It's always one One bad seed. Maybe it's mine. Oh, my God. What if it's mine? (laughs) (laughs) I can't even do it. I was obsessed with the howling growing up. I don't even know what that is. You don't know what the howling is? It's about a werewolf. And, like, my mom wouldn't let us watch it. And then she had us like a babysitter watch us one night Oh God! and the babysitter naturally let us watch the howling. Cause we Ooh. told her we were allowed to. Mm-hmm. 
I couldn't sleep in my bed for like months. I was so scared. And um, Silver Bullet too. Do you remember Silver, Silver Bullet? Another werewolf movie. You guys. I wasn't a werewolf. Here's the thing. Ugh. I walked in on my older cousins all watching Freddy Krueger. And that destroyed me. I was like. That was scary. We used to play Freddy Krueger as like a game. Yeah. I like think tag. I was like, I was like seven or eight. And I like walked into yeah. one of their bedrooms and they were watching it. And so I watched for part of it. And somebody like got spun on the ceiling. And like his little cloth. Anyway. Yeah. It was terrible. It was, I was, it was traumatized. Scary. Yeah. I was. And I like, I still to this day can't watch Freddy Krueger. Anything. Don't watch The Howling because it's, I'm sure the graphics are amazing now. I'm watching sure. it back. <laughs> like it looks terrible, but it was so scary. Yeah. But, I can't, no. But he's at that kid stage where like he's, he's at that boy stage where he's like exploring all these like well, yeah. scary movies and it's stuff. It's like, he also really likes the trash shoot at the apartment complex. So we have to throw the trash down a shoot and he likes to listen. He he wants to nor like he wants to help me, but then he accidentally ends up touching like the shoot door and all. Yeah, the, and, you're like, like, and I'm no. like, no, 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 no. Keep your hands to yourself. You may listen for the drop. <laughs> he listens for the drop. Yes, because it takes a second for it to hit. It's nice that you have a trash shoot. I had. I wish I had a trash shoot. Right? Yeah. It is pretty nice. I, have I to mean, walk Todd it, takes like, out the trash, so I guess I kind of do. <laughs> you have a trash shoot named Todd. <laughs> I take it out sometimes. Kenny, are you the trash shoot at your house? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Kenny and Todd trash shoots. <laughs> Good job. Good job, guys. Uh, yeah. No, I have a I have a trash shoot, but it's not in my apartment. Like I have to go. Down of course. The hall. Can you imagine if it was in your apartment? No. What? Disgusting. <gasps> Did I tell you I caught a mouse? Did I ever talk mm-hmm. about this? Okay. Um, to me, I don't think you talked about it here. Oh, I caught a mouse. Everyone in my apartment. It was really cute. It was super and cute. And you did the like no kill. Yeah. And I haven't caught any since. So I think it was just that one just lonely one guy. That one lonely yeah. mouse got caught during construction of world market under my place and then just kept coming up to eat snacks. So I had to get rid of him, but I let him go in a garden. Yeah. Well, that's good. Hopefully he'll be, he'll be fine. Yeah. I'm sure he found some. And he won't make his way into. back. No, I think I took him far enough away that he yeah. won't be able to get back, yeah. but I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Cause he had a little hole in his one ear. To be dated. So I, I feel like he's tagged and I can oh, find him again. You're going to know yeah. like two months from now, he's going to be in, a, in your <laughs> and I'll be like, cabinet God again. Damn it. And my son, he's him, back. My son named him Christmas. So I'll be like, God damn it. Christmas. Get out of here. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, I wanted to tell you all, I am a chef. So Who knew it? I mean, I think some people might have known it, but I didn't. But I made two kinds of chili this week. Why two? Well, the first one was what I like to call a white chicken chili. I love a good white chicken chili. I don't Did you put cream cheese in it? No, listen, I don't oh. think it was a real white chicken chili. Okay. I just literally mixed a bunch of stuff that sounded good together, and mm-hmm. it just kind of looked like chili, so I just called it that. It was basically a... That's kind of what chili is, though. You just throw a bunch of shit in a pot and right. saute it. It was um, a cream of corn and roasted red pepper broth, mm. uh, and I added... Um, I sauteed up some chicken and onion. And then I threw in some rice and some corn and the chicken all into this, like, broth. Yeah, that's and a it, white chicken chili. And it was damn good. Is and it that, weird that I'm thinking about Taco Bell right now as you're talking about no, this? No, because I think this is, like, my solution to eating less Mexican food, although now I Now I want Taco Bell. I'm going to be honest with you. I had Condado last night, which is tacos, everyone. I also ate Taco Bell on Monday. Shh. Stop. My favorite. Um, oh, so, and then I made regular chili. And I'm going to be honest with you, like, 
it was some of the best chili I've ever had. Maybe you should be in my friend's chili cook-off next year. Oh, my God, yes. I've won three years in a row. Well, then I can't tell you what the secret sauce is. No, don't tell me. there's a secret sauce that I added, and it it made it sweet and spicy. Oh, is it like spicy chocolate? But my one friend put like chocolate in their chili once and it was really good. I feel like you, if you did like cocoa powder, that yeah. could work out. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any chili powder. Um, I got duped. I got, for Christmas, I got a spice rack uh-huh. full of spices. And so I That's assumed. That's a great gift. Yeah. Spices I ass- are freaking expensive. Yeah. I assumed the chili powder it would should be, be in there. It should be. And it sure wasn't. Mm-hmm. So then I had to look up on Google what can I use instead of chili powder? And then I had to make my own, which was like paprika and cumin and onion powder. I didn't know that. Like you mix a bunch of crap together. To make chili powder? Yeah. I thought it was just like chilies grinded up. I have no idea. Into a thin powder. I thought it was too. Guess not. It might, I mean, it might be, but maybe Maybe that's like the alternative. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever it was turned out amazing. I've been eating it for like every meal. (laughs) Isn't it? I love making soups on Sundays and then just eating them all week long. It's so good. Mm. it's so good so and also there was cornbread but <laughs> which we already talked about but which i thought was healthier than it is because it has corn in it but i was it's wrong. not <laughs> that's fine i'm just like jenny learned a cornbread I, lesson i learned a new cornbread lesson although kenny said he's trying to gain weight so i told him i'd make him some cornbread <laughs> now i'm thinking about my i'm so hungry right now i am not but that's because guess what i had for lunch what chili <laughs> but it was the last of it so now i'm sad You'll be okay for a couple of weeks, and then, then you're gonna now next time make a double batch and then freeze it. Oh my god! I have a frozen like thing of chili in my freezer, and then I'll take it out and then I'll eat it all week. Oh my god! So make extra next time and then freeze it. Yes, you're yeah. getting so domesticated. Whoop, whoop, whoop. That's what this pandemic will do to you. It will <laughs> totally. All right, I feel like I've been talking a lot. Does anyone else have anything they'd like to share today? No, I've got nothing. My life is boring. Okay, in a good way. Mm, okay. Well, this wine is good. I forgot to tell Delicious. you what the ABV is. Hold on. 13.5, so it's a healthy ABV. And it's from Oregon. It's, from it's Oregon. a Pinot Noir. And it's delish. So, and it's, oh, I didn't say the name. It's called Firesteed. It's not called Longhorse. No. Which is what it reminded me of. But yeah, it's Firesteed. It's a Pinot Noir. It's a 2019 Oregon. And it's delicious. So if you're interested. And uh, it's a screw ca- cap. Screw, cop, cop. Screw cap. A screw cap. Can, you can take it on the go, I guess. <laughs> All right. Um, should we do some stories? Of yeah, survival? let's do it. Okay. Um, do, would you like to go first? I know you like to. I do. I will. Great. Um, okay. So I watched this documentary this weekend on Netflix, Ooh. and it was called Shit. Oh, I did write it down. It was Sur- called Shit? No, it was called Surviving Death. Oh, my God. I wanted to watch that, and I was going to tell you guys we should all watch that. It is so good. Is it? You have to watch it. Is it one surviving death, or is it multiple? It's multiple surviving deaths, so I'm doing one story from it. Okay, so we're going to have to, like, equally split up I'm only going to do this one. I'll let you have the others. You're going to let me have all the others. Well, I, don't, I don't think that's It's true. like episodes. So I, I don't, I'm only on like up. episode four and it gets into like psychics and stuff. So, okay. I mean, you How guys about... saw me cover aliens. I don't think you want me to cover psychics. <laughs> How about... Because I will challenge me. Do Tell, it. When you figure out, is this episode one or is this? This is episode one. Okay. So you like take. Like one and two leaks in together. Oh. I was going to say you take the odd episodes. I'll take the even episodes. It's like a mixture though. Like the stories are all like. Inner, there's not like a, one story for one episode. Damn it's all it. like intertwined. I know. All right. But it's really good. We're going to figure out how to do this. I had chills the entire time. 
Oh my God. Do you think it's a good workout? <laughs> no. A, bl- a good blood vessel workout? I Well, <laughs> probably. I mean, the hairs on my arms, I feel Why like. Why do you have a stick person on your shirt, Kenny? Just a design on the shirt. Sad boy season? Oh no. But you're not actually sad. No, I'm not sad. I'm not okay, sad. great. That's a sad hoodie. <laughs> okay. Oh. So we were watching. <laughs> Look at me. I'm like, and. And I also <laughs> bought this lady's book. I was so moved by her story. I'm, I feel like I'm not going to do her justice. So you should definitely watch. You bought a book? I bought. I, I also joined. Remember I joined the oh, book yeah, of the month club. Right. Oh yeah, that's right. I got I it forgot. yesterday. So I already. More books you have to read? Yes. <laughs> I love pretending like I'm going to read. I'm going to. Uh-huh. I got my book of the month club yesterday. <gasps> okay. But then I, I went to bed at like 11 o'clock last night. So I'm like, it's too late to read. I for sure didn't join any books of the month clubs. I do plan to read if I ever get to go on vacation again. But I would like to tell you that I have recently discovered the show Criminal Minds, which I know is very old. I have not watched it. It's amazing. Mm. And there's a very delicious man on it. So... So for, there's that. For all you single ladies or not single ladies. Hi. 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 <laughs> well, this is a survival story of Dr. Mary Neal. Okay. And um, she was born and raised in Michigan. I like to give a little backstory. Yeah, of course. Um, and she's super smart. She graduated from the University of Kentucky. And then she's like, I want to go to medical school because I'm really smart. <sighs> um. So then she completed her training to be an orthopedic surgeon at um, UCLA. Strange. I was at brunch today with somebody whose husband is an orthopedic surgeon. Mm. Fate? Coincidence? Probably. Oh, I think so. Okay. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Um, She also lived in Sweden, Switzerland, and LA while undergoing her one and a half years of specialty training in spinal surgery. Um, Ooh, in spinal surgery? So specifically Ugh. spinal surgery. She then became the director of spinal surgery at USC. I don't know why I think spines are so gross. I think because they're like spiky and there's a lot of nerves and shit in there. Because a lot can go wrong. And well, yeah. one little slip, like... I, there's like discs and... There's dick... <laughs> there's dicks. <laughs> there's dicks and nerves and like things <laughs> happening in there. Guys, you have a spine in your dick. Wait... <laughs> That's how it gets hard. (laughs) I haven't drank all week, so I'm a little. I'm already a little buzzed off of one glass. Because I can't talk about something. Kenny's like, this is gonna be really bad. Okay, so (laughs) you guys, I might have tears in my eye. So. She has four kids. Yes, and a husband. Four young kids. They're all like. I'm making up these ages, but they're like four, five, seven, eight, whatever. Yeah. Just like, counted. Like a <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight. Right. right. And it's 1999. Uh-huh. And her and a group of her friends decide, you know, let's just take a casual vacay. Oh, do you remember s- casual vacay? Well, not this kind. To oh. South America to go kayaking in Chile. That's not a Sounds casual awful. vacay. So she's very, her and her family are very outdoorsy. Ugh. You know, she's smart. Sure. She's sophisticated. And she's outdoorsy. She has it all. Mm. Wait to see what happens. Okay. <laughs> so. Just Wait. So um, she takes this kayaking trip trip with 12 of her friends and the river was, it's this like beautiful spot in Chile where this river's like flowing and clear. There's waterfalls and blah, blah, blah. Just so she's very experienced. The river bend. Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> 
by the way it's from pocahontas by the way that reminds me though we watched the lion king the new one the real one like the yeah like how it looks real yeah um i cried and it was amazing i've seen the lion king so many times when the dad died it was multiple times throughout and i've seen it oh but it's so good the one that Beyonce sings in and is the voice of Nala. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay. Are anyway. there new songs in it? Or are they the most? I think the there Disney? is some new songs. There might be. I don't know, but I was just really excited for the old songs. Yeah. I mean, and obviously. I knew all the words to them, so I was very excited about it. Anyway, okay. if you haven't seen it, check it out. Okay. Great. Slide par. Okay. <laughs> okay. So she's kayaking down. So they go to Chile. She's kayaking down this river. Um, with her extreme friends, mm-hmm. and there's this waterfall that's about. How eight do they to- hold their wine? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't think they're those kind of people. Oh, I think they just do mm. adventurous things. They're mm. like my friend Colleen. Okay. Like when we get together, she wants to like go hike in the metro parks, and I'm like, describe my face. It's, uh, like, Jenny's, I'm, it's like I'm disgust. Jenny's just confused, mm. disgusted. I want to go have a mimosa. I don't want to go on a kayak. I don't want to go hiking. I have kayak. Before. I feel like it's hard. I like cabrewing. I like kayaking like for like once a year, but I'm not going down a river in in a kayak. That's dangerous. Okay. So she's approaching a waterfall. It's about eight to 10 feet. And I guess she tries to go obviously for the waterfall. You not obviously, but you go to the side to go down. You don't want to go down the middle of the waterfall. I think we've done a kayak thing before. We have. Okay. So she's trying to get to the side of the waterfall Mm -hmm. and there's someone in the like maybe a less experienced waterfallist kayaker (laughs) that's in the way. So she can't get to the location she needs to get to, to go down the waterfall properly. So she's just like, fuck it. I'm just going to, I'm stuck. Like basically she was taken down the middle of the waterfall in her kayak. Like she's in a goddamn barrel. She's in a barrel and she's stuck. And And she goes down the waterfall Mm -hmm. and this thing is raging and eight to 10 feet doesn't sound high but it is when it's a big wide waterfall and you're mm-hmm. in a tiny kayak mm-hmm. so she goes down the middle of it and she gets pinned under the waterfall Uh-oh. in between rocks and also from the water like just continuing to hit her you know kayak. this motion uh-huh. yeah that's happening <laughs> this motion. describe my motion my hands she is like squishing a pair yeah um so she's stuck underwater mm-hmm. and then her friends realize like oh my god where's mary like she's drowning to death so 30 minutes pass no that's too actually long. i've heard I, so the netflix documentary says that she was underwater for 30 minutes other things that i read one said 12 minutes one said 24 those are all too long i'm gonna say 30 because it just that's what she said in the documentary okay so she They're all was, too long to be underwater. She was without without oxygen for 30 minutes regardless. Okay. I'm going to try and do that right now. So keep talking. Yeah. Good luck. So essentially she's stuck under this waterfall. No one, like her team of friends, they're trying to figure out how to get her out. They're trying to figure out, like, they, they can't do anything. You, guys, you can't could, do it. it that was, like was 30, 10 seconds. Yeah. Maybe 30. I don't even think it was that. <laughs> and he's like, nah. Uh-uh. They, they don't, they can't help her because uh-huh. she's stuck under a waterfall. So... 12 minutes pass at this point and her one friend sees her life jacket floating down the river, like oh. the less like rough part of the river. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to go get this for her husband because he, he would want this. Cause it's like Man, her life jacket. Thing I've ever heard. I know. So he jumps in the water. He swims to the life jacket, which is a little bit, uh, which is kind of far away. And he grabs the life jacket and he feels something on his leg. 
And he was like, oh. And he he puts his hand down and pulls up into her arm. It's Mary's arm. It's her body underneath him. Oh, okay. I thought jacket. you meant just her arm. No, no, no. And her body. Like, what? So he's like, oh, shit. It's her body. She's not trapped anymore. So he pulls her out. She's ginormous and blue, purple. Like, she's so bloated at this point. She's been underwater for so long. Jesus. And he swims her to shore. And they pull her out of the water. And again, like her body, the way they described her body sounds like she was like, who's the um, girl from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Like just. Yeah. yeah. The one who ate the gum. Yeah. Like she, she was just. And she said, it tastes like blueberry pie. <laughs> That's what she looked and like. And they're like, what is her name? Violet. You're turning Violet. Violet. Yeah. So one of her friends was an EMT. Look at me. I'm like excited. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. One of her friends was an EMT. So he started <gasps> to, to do. Her to the juicing machine? He juiced her by CPR compressions. Oh, okay. So he starts doing CPR. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know how long. They don't say how long he does CPR, but I'm imagining a very long time. She wakes up. Or not wakes up. She comes back to life. After 30 fucking minutes. Mm-mm. And she is obviously in really bad shape. Obviously. And they're in the middle of nowhere in Chile. Mm-hmm. So they take a kayak and they this put her. This is why I'm going to just, this is a disclaimer. If you're going to go to Chile, may I suggest that you go for the mimosas and not for the kayaking. Right. You're welcome. Go to brunch. Public service. Instead. Go on a hike. Maybe not. Don't. Nope. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Because nope. Stay we, on a we've resort. All, we've also talked about how that, can, how that can end too. Okay. So they put her on top of a kayak and they all carry her to like a random dirt road that they find. Because uh-huh. this was not their exit point. Right. And she, in the interview, this is one of the parts where I got goosebumps. She was like, lo and behold, a fucking ambulance is coming down the dirt road. Oh. This is 1999, people. They don't have cell phones. No. No one knew what was happening. And just by the odds, this like, you know, rickety old ambulance. I don't know that it's rickety, but I'm just picturing Whatever. it. Is, it's like, no offense. Shout out to South America. We Woo! love you. Okay. This ambulance was like coming down the road and... They obviously scoop her up and put get her in the ambulance. It was whatever. being driven by donkeys, but whatever. It's fine. She gets to the hospital, and she has many broken bones. She's in not great shape. They fly her back to the U.S., and she has months and months of recovery. But uh-huh. that's not where her story ends. Oh, no? Once Mary comes to and, like, starts to, you know, put herself together and all these things, she then starts to tell a story how she has a near-death experience, that she died went somewhere and then came back where'd she go well oh my god let me guess was it australia it was not it was down under it was down above oh my god i was gonna say she went to hell she sounds like a nice person i'm screwed no and it was also a medical miracle like the doctors essentially were like we don't know how you don't have brain damage she had no brain damage she was she's completely other than broken bones from the waterfall like crushing her body essentially she's mentally completely fine and she was without oxygen for 30 minutes. Okay. Mm. So she goes on to tell about her near-death experience, which this is where I just copy and pasted because it's just a lot of information. Uh-huh. And I don't want it to be like the aliens episode again. <laughs> and I want it to. Nothing will I ever want, compare to aliens. I want to give her justice. So she goes on to explain that she was taken away. Like she had an outer body experience. She could see herself. Like she said, she could see them working on her doing CPR from above. And she said it was not a, um, the senses were different and the beauty was incredible and intense and there's no other earthly equivalent. Oh. Um, she said she did not see a ton of light, but rather something much more expansive. 
Um, she said, uh, I was in a hurry to get this to this big dome structure. So once she got to wherever it is she went, she <gasps> said there was this big dome structure. Epcot? <laughs> she was at <Sorry>. Disneyland. <laughs> and there were many spirits inside. And when she arrived, guys, this is a doctor. Like, this isn't some, like, kookadoo. Like, this is yeah. a medical doctor who which we'll talk about in a little bit, who has been brought up by science. Right. So to have this experience and talk about it afterwards, she really struggled with it because she was like, this isn't, like, I'm a scientist. Like, this isn't, not, she's not a scientist, but she's like, this isn't science. Like, this is, like, something more, like, whatever. Okay. So she said that they were many spirits, spirits inside of this dome, and they were all overjoyed and welcoming her as she walked in her for her arrival. And she said they had physical form. So they had heads, arms, legs. They were wearing like robes. Um, she said they were there to love and guide her and protect her. So she felt, she said as much as she loved her kids and family, she didn't want to leave. She's oh. like, I love my family. I love my four kids, obviously. She's like, but I never wanted to leave this place. It was the most comforting, loving place. It was just, I can't even describe it. So she said that um, the spirits told her that it wasn't her time. And that she had to go back to her body. Oh. And this is when she looked down and saw them like working on her, like compressing, like doing CPR on her. And she said essentially to them, no, I'm not going back. Because she was so like fulfilled in the space. And she was like, you can't make me. I'm not going back. And they said, well, you are going back. And there's more work that you have to do on earth. It's not your time. So she was walked down this path, she said, and she was reunited with her body, which is where she came to. And before, like while they were walking her down this path, they told her a little bit about the things that she had to do when she came back to earth, like missions, like tell people about her experience, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It gets a little religious, which I won't get into that. But um, they also gave her premonition, which is really sad. Oh, no. They said... You also need to go back because there's going to be a tragic event in your life. Oh, no. And your oldest son is going to die. <gasps> and they didn't tell her when or where or how. They just said, this is going to be happening and you need to be around for it. Like, maybe people in your family need you for whatever reason. <clears throat> so while she was in recovery, she's struggling with all of this because she had this um, like life-changing experience she's a doctor and she doesn't know how to like express this to anyone in her life right and also she was told that her oldest son was gonna die someday so um so she locked him in a room <laughs> so she never let him out 25 and then he, years and then no yeah no, nope, i was gonna make a story. joke but it's not funny okay <clears throat> so she, it, it was hard for her she's a very concrete thinker and she analyzes everything um, being a doctor, she said, gave her access to many resources that common people wouldn't have. So she spent many months researching scientific and medical literature to try to come up with a logical explanation as to what happened to her. So she was trying for the next like six to 12 months, she was trying to disprove as to what happened to her. Like what happens yeah. when your brain dies? What happens when you like, did these premonitions happen because I didn't have oxygen? Like she right. tried to come up with everything she could. And, um, she was forced to come to the conclusion that her experience fell outside of the parameters of both science and medicine. And she could not find any examples within medical history or science to disprove as to what happened to her. And, um, so 10 years went by, she did not tell a single soul about her son, the premonition about her son. And, um, one day, the, the day she finished writing her memoir, she said she got a phone call and it, 
it was a call telling her that her son was in a car accident and her oldest son, Willie, and a driver who was distracted by a cell phone struck him and killed him. And it was 10 years from when the accident happened. Oh my God, I have goosebumps. I know. I'm telling you guys, this, the, the, the Netflix doc is so much more like, I'm not even giving it justice. So she said for those 10 years, she woke up every day and tried to like change the path of her life so she could change what was going to happen to her son. Mm. But he ended up, you know, also in the documentary, which was not in the article I read, she said at one point he was a competitive skier like in high school when he was like 18 and they went on a ski trip and she thought for sure um she got a sense that it would be like around his like he wouldn't live past his 18th birthday for some reason which he ended up doing he died when he was 19 and so he went on a competitive ski trip and before they went out to practice she begged him to stay behind and she was like please don't go I just have a bad feeling about this and he didn't and he was fine so after that day she did loosen up a little bit where she was like this is all just like I'm just, I'm crazy, like whatever. And then a year later when he was 19, he did end up dying. So um, she did say that having a near-death experience changed her entire perspective on every moment, every day of her life. And she said that the things that we, that we say and do create a ripple effect that spreads beyond the boundaries of human sight. Um, she said that love is the ultimate thing that only matters and um, to reflect love to the world and other people um, is what we're here to do. Mm-hmm. And um, so she goes on. She's written two books since then. And she said she still grieved her son. But she knows that what she's been through, he's in a better place. She's like, I'm right. so obviously I'm a grieving mother that lost my son. But I know where he went and he's fine. And he's in a beautiful place. So she still practices medicine. She mm-hmm. has TED Talks. She's written two books. And she lives in... Um, Wyoming right now, just living her best life. So I want to live in Wyoming. Isn't that me too? Oh my God. What an amazing woman. I know. Again, ordered a book. I want it. And it's her by like, it's her memoir. So I want to know like exactly what happened. I'm sure Mm -hmm. there's a lot more details. So I'm like sweating. (sighs) Oh my God. It was so like, I'm telling you, like, I love that kind of shit. And you're, I, oh, there's also, I read a stat. Hold on. More than 20 million Americans have claimed to have near-death experiences. 20 million? 20 million. I don't know how, like, what time frame that is, but that's a lot of people. Yeah. So I think, I mean, there's something, guys, I've been to psychics. There's something else out there. I'm telling you. Janelle really loves this stuff. I love it. So (laughs) that is a story of Dr. Mary Neal. Didn't you tell me that your psychic said that I was going to have a really good year? Probably. I asked her about you. Mm. I don't remember. That's the thing with psychics, though. You go, and there's so much you forget Mm. that they tell you. Like, in the moment, you're like... Can you take notes? Oh, yeah, totally. I just... I like to take it in, so I don't. Okay. You got to go go to my girl. I feel like you would... Eleanor, you would love her. Okay. She's good. I go to her once a year. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, my God. That's (laughs) my story. How am I supposed to follow that? Is that good? Yes. You got to check it out. Damn it. Mine's not that good. I'm sure it is. Yours are always better than mine. Stay tuned. No, untrue. Um, okay. So I am doing the survival story of one Truman Duncan, which, mm. if nothing else, I really like his name. I was going to say, that sounds like a very plump, pleasant name. I feel he like is. he's wearing suspend. I feel I'm picturing him like the penguin and Batman, but no, cute, I'm, not gross. I am, I, plump and like pleasant. I mean, I saw... 
a picture of him, obviously, because I did the story. Mm-hmm. You know what he reminds me of? I'm just going to. Yeah. There you go. Um, Teddy Roosevelt, maybe? Yes. Okay. Little yeah. glasses, yes. suspenders. Yeah. I pictured the suspenders for sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Truman Duncan. Okay. Uh, I'm taking you back in time. Oh, there's a cat. It's so pretty. Oh. oh. Whose cat is that? I'm going to steal know, but it. I want to fe- feed it so bad. I want to steal it so bad. It's very fluffy. <gasps> God, he wants to. Can he pause this? Let's pet him. Oh my god! What if he ruins it? Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm taking you back to June of 2006, and my boyfriend Mo is sitting next to me now. Jenny's gonna have an allergic reaction. It's fine. I was petting him as well, so now I have it all over my hands. Oh, he's purring. Does he purr? He might chew. Not really. That often. I'm sure the listeners are going to love this. Okay. Okay. June 2006. Uh, Truman worked as a railroad switchman. Your what hurts? Railroad. Railroad. Oh. Choo-choo. I heard royal road. No, railroad. Choo-choo, motherfucker. <laughs> Hi. He's like, give me more treats. Um, so he was a railroad switchman. I don't know exactly what that means, but it's in Claiborne or Cleburne. Texas? I wonder if it switches the tracks. Maybe. Like how they go, they're going one way and then you have to pull the lever and it goes another way. Who knows? But I like that. <laughs> Sounds legit. Sounds legitimate. I should have Sounds done. like your title at work. A PowerPoint manager. <laughs> I'm a manager. <laughs> Jenny's a PowerPoint manager. Okay. So he um, he was doing something on one of the trains and he um, then went ahead and fell off a moving train. Ouch. Um, and he was working for Gunderson. What? He was working for Gunderson Southwest Rail Yard. And he hung on for 20 seconds once the train was moving and he started to fall off. You know, one of those, it, I imagine like a cartoon where yeah. like, like you lean back and then you lean forward. And you, <laughs> He's on his like tippy toes. <laughs> I hope you guys can hear that in the, in the audio that I was moving back Kenny's and forth. Kenny's ears are blown. Did you hear it? Did it sound like I was moving back and forth? No, it's just kind of loud. Shit. All right. <laughs> Anywho, um, and then he tried to push himself off the car and run backwards to try and escape the, the moving train. Unfortunately, oh, okay. he fell. He did not run backwards oh. fast enough, and he got caught in the undercarriage <gasps> of the train. Ouch. He was then run over <gasps> by uh. the steel wheels uh. and 20,000 pounds of dead weight. That would, that's going to leave a mark. It's going to leave a bit of a mark. Interestingly enough, Truman, a.k.a. Mr. Duncan, um, remained conscious, (gasps) which sounds terrifying (laughs) and painful. Right. And he called 911 on his cellular device. Wait, what year was this? 2006. Okay. So cell phones were a thing, but it was like a Nokia. like... You're I'm, imagining old timey because it's I'm, a train. I know. I'm picturing like the 30s. No, there's still there's still trains now. I know. So anyway, so he's and people still have to work on them. So um, falls off the train, gets run over by the train. Jeez. Calls 911 on his cell phone, and um, he says to the 911 operator, "I think I'm cut in two. And she goes, uh, "I can just imagine the cell or the cell phone, uh, the um, 911 operator. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. Did you say someone was hit by a train?" And he goes, uh, yeah, it was me. I'm cutting too. 
And she's like, sir, can you repeat that location? Like, what? Okay. I don't know where my legs are. So I don't know where Cleburne or Claiborne, Texas is, um, but it took 45 minutes Mm-mm. for responders to get there Mm-mm. from wherever they were. Ouch. Now, um, during this time, though, he um, he thought he was going to pass out. He told the 911 operator, uh, hurry, I'm going to pass out, ma'am. Um, still polite in all of, of his course, pain and suffering. yes. So in his spare time, he decided to call his family, <laughs> say goodbye. Do you think he was cut in two? Oh, yeah. He was for sure oh, cut in two. Oh, you wait for it. Yeah. Oh, shit. Give it a minute. I'm going to oh. talk about the injuries. <laughs> I so, wonder if the train from running him over almost like cauterized his like, like, would he not bleed out as much because of the heat from the train? Yeah. Right. <gasps> Guys, I am so smart. Janelle's basically a doctor now. Guys, I have an MD in <laughs> something. Okay, I have a DDS, so I'm a dentist. But anyway, um, so he calls his family and his son was like, I don't know how old his son was at the time, but his son got on the phone and was like, you're the best dad anyone could ever ask for. And this man, like when they talk about him, this was a Today Show interview that he did with the former host, Mr. Matt Lauer. Uh-huh. And he was just he's just like a jovial jolly man who just his outlook on life is so pleasant yeah and his whole thing was yeah I mean I knew it was bad but I never thought I was gonna die it never crossed my mind I'm like sir you were cut in half by a train a very large train just ran you over in half and cut off part of your body but you didn't think you were gonna die okay all right I like your positivity so uh, as far as uh, the, I guess, do we say injuries? I don't know. <laughs> These are the parts that came off. Oh, God. His right leg, his ooh, left leg, ooh. his pelvis, and his kidney <gasps> all were gone. Oh, my God. So oh. basically the whole lower half of him. Uh-huh. Done. No Done's more. out. So he really was, he really is half the man he used to be. <gasps> That's a terrible joke, Jennifer. Jenny. I'm sorry. Terrible. I'm sorry. It had to be said. It was funny. Thank you. Um, his doctor was Dr. David Smith. He was the surgeon on call at the ER that day. So he got, um, Truman Duncan got life flighted and he got there and he had, um, he was in critical condition. Duh. Duh. <laughs> he was unresponsive at this point and he had passed out. And he had very low blood pressure. I'm like, you think? Yeah, he's missing part of his body. (laughs) And then I didn't look it up, but I'm like, did they bring the bottom half? Or they just were like, forget it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. know. That's a good question. Anyway. I feel like they'd bring it. I don't know. Depends on the time. I guess it, and it depends on how mangled it was. And it's hot in Texas. God, it's hot in Texas. So if it was like in the snowy mountains, maybe that legs would have survived? I don't think. Anyway. Um, so they had to, um, try and keep him from bleeding out, but they were, uh, the doctor, he was wondering, like, obviously there was some sort of miracle in place. Like there's no way this man would have survived this unless somebody else was looking out for him. Yeah. But again, not to get too religious on this. He also wanted to think of a scientific, again, as a doctor, Mm -hmm. scientific reason as to why he didn't bleed out. And like you said, um, he thought maybe the weight of the train was what helped like oh. keep pressure on because like as it was going, um, 
there was just like a constant pressure of the wheels and they probably either with the heat or the weight or both or both like sealed it kind like of, sealed yeah. like have you ever like vacuum sealed something yeah. like maybe like yeah that's exactly what I thought of and yeah. I was like disgusting Jennifer like a but, sausage and like yeah like twisted that up yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but the doctor said one of the biggest reasons that he thinks that Truman lived is because he had a great will to live like it's, again I know it's half the battle he, he basically just told the doctor like never thought I was gonna die just didn't um he he knew when he was laying there waiting for the paramedics that he wanted to see his kids grow up. Um, he said he his mom and dad were always super strong headed, and so he was like, I mean, I guess I have some of that. So I just never thought about it. And I'm like, what? Okay. Anyway, he had three and a half hours of original surgery, and that was mostly to clean out gravel, dirt, oh. and grass that had been embedded because of the train. Because you know, if you've been to a train yard, you know. There's like gravel between the... There's stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's there's shit. BT dubs, have you ever squished a coin under a train wheel? No. Never have. Never have. Have you heard about it? I've, I've heard, heard about heard it. I've heard about it. Yeah. Okay, I used to do it all the time when I was a kid. My friend lived in front of um, a train track. Uh-huh. And we used to go over there and like slap pennies on it. And then the train would run them over and then you go see like how squished it got yeah and like sometimes they were would ridiculous. they be like embedded into the rail like no the it, would, oh. it was like those um penny things that squish yeah. them and like make an imprint it was like that except for like I'm surprised i never did that because we had a train track right so, by where i grew up it was me so too fun. like i don't know why 10 we didn't houses do that. away that's yeah. why i assumed you two yahoo country kids would yeah. have done it i grew up here of course it was a little country when i was grew she up in here. bay village she was on the border i just got caught by a train there the other day <laughs> Oh, what squished, are the odds? I squished pennies there. <laughs> Next time I'm sitting on those train tracks, I'll squish a penny. Great. All right. So um, anyway, so he had three and a half hours to clean out gravel, dirt, and grass. He was in a coma for three weeks. I'm assuming part of that might have been like induced, I guess. And then he had 23 surgeries over the course of four months before he could be released. What? 23 surgeries over the course of four months. In addition months. to the three-hour surgery he initially Just had. Just to clean him out and get everything to stop Ugh. bleeding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Um, but surgeries to, like, not put his legs back on and stuff. No. Like, they were gone. He, he did. He lost the two legs, his pelvis, and his kidney. Oh, poor So guy. I don't know if he has, like, if he's on dialysis or he's, like, a kidney transplant situation going on. Like... I think you have to have a kidney to live, but I don't really understand how that works. Anybody? Don't, Anybody? Don't you have two kidneys? Yeah. I think you do, yeah. Okay, so maybe so if he, he has, lost one, maybe he has another one. one. Okay, I should have done more There's research. Probably like I'm so sorry. Artificial kidneys or something, too. Well, that's dialysis. You oh, go I, and they like. I honestly have no idea. If not, he's going to have a bag, which anyway, is fine. Well, if he totally doesn't have fine. his pelvis, he's going to have a bag from. Yeah, he has to. You know, I mean, stuff has to happen. Right. You know what I mean, guys? Yeah. All right. Um, This is really cute, and I loved it. The insurance company paid to remodel his whole house to make it wheelchair accessible. What insurance company is this? Exactly. Because they're it not dickheads. It. Sorry. It didn't mention it. And I was like, you guys. At least give them a shout out. It should be in there. Like, Well, you know it's not like Allstate or some right. garbage like that. <laughs> so I was like, um, okay, whatever insurance company. You guys, if you want to shout out, we will shout you out. I will shout I'm you out. I'm assuming the railroad has pretty good like. Oh, that's probably true. Work in. Workers insurance yeah. and stuff like that. So they redid his whole house and he has um, an, a motorized wheelchair. And he actually is able to do most things like a normal person. So he um, he goes out and plays football with his son. Um, 
and he has really good aim apparently like he's really honed his upper body to like be more accurate um he loves to swim and he even drives a car with hand controls um and he is very excited um he this probably already happened because this came out this article came out in 2008 so um he was about to embark on the um prosthetics oh okay. uh, so he was supposed to get fitted for prosthetics and then start doing therapy to figure out how to use them so awesome oh a so, train yeah i still can't get like teddy roosevelt out of my mind like, yeah he's i mean like a like a modern teddy roosevelt. right like, like he's a... but he's just he's the super cutest teddy bear man who Aww. loves his kids and his family and just happy to get and he also went back to work for what? the railroad he does not work on the line anymore right he works um at a desk job but he does still work for the railroad so um just like a great story of a man who so sweet is positive yeah and he actually he didn't want to talk about his story for two years after it happened um and the reason he decided to start telling his story is because he wanted to help veterans who were coming home from war and may have um amputations yeah or lost limbs, and he wanted to let them know that life doesn't end just because you're missing an arm or a leg or a whole half of your body. Like, right. life like, goes on, and you can make it happy. The whole half of his body's gone, and he's yeah. still... Yeah, so he wanted oh. to do it for veterans because he just felt like that was such a, um, you know... Important a, message. Like, yeah, to get across. And his attitude's so positive, so... Yeah, he just wanted to spread that that message to oh, them. So I love that. That's why he told his story, and he continues to do so. So that is the story of Truman Duncan. Love it. Ta-da! adorable all right canny okay some some slightly uplifting weird news mm. uh post malone is donating ten thousand what to frontline workers tattoos donuts ten thousand pairs of his sold out crocs oh his crocs he's a big fan of crocs and he has his own crocs line i mean they're like sell for like 90 bucks what they no. don't look that cool here's here's a picture of what the crocs look like but you know if you're into them i guess they're well cool. and if, if, if you're, you're a croc a front, person and if you're a frontline yeah. worker a lot of people in they the love crocs right crocs. yeah i will say I'm they're happy. supposedly like super comfy oh well, well that's nice i wore crocs when i was very 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 pregnant and when my water broke i was wearing them and i was very happy because i could just rinse them off and keep wearing them <gasps> <laughs> are those the crocs you still wear to this day no i got rid of them okay isn't he the one with the, all the um, face tattoos? Face tats. Yeah, like the one. I that, don't get why you would want so many face tattoos. I don't understand why anyway, you want one face tattoo. I'm not gonna go down that okay. rabbit hole, but I have weird news, but I didn't look up a whole lot of details. I just want you guys to guess because I thought it was interesting. Um, a man injected himself with this magic mushrooms. Yes. A man injected himself with magic mushrooms and it grew in his blood. What? Wait, what's a magic mushroom? You know, like mushrooms. Oh. Yeah. The fungus. And they grew in its it, in his bloodstream. What? Yeah, it's crazy. I, I read that story. <laughs> Do you think I that's going to start one. like a new drug trend? No, because he almost died. Yeah, he had, he? I think he ended up in intensive care. Oh, it's, shit. It, I, I took a screenshot and said, which put him in. And then I cut it off. But anyway, there's a picture wow. of mushrooms. <laughs> My other weird news story, it's related to drugs, so I might as well throw it out there. Sure. Uh, science, an experiment was done that in states where weed is legal, cookies, ice cream, and chip sales have gone up. Of course. Like, no shit. Like, yeah, duh. Mm, no shit, Sherlock. I Sherlock. wonder why that's happening. Like Funyuns. You would think and... 
with that study, you would think like some of the, the local companies that sell chips would be like, hey, you know what we want to do? Legalize the, the pot. The top comment was like, this is why Ben and Jerry's has been pushing so hard for legal weed. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. We have a couple local chip companies yeah, around here. Yeah, we do. Here. Get it together, guys. Not that I want. Ohio will be legalized in like 20 years. I hope not. I hope so it's far behind. I could really use a little bit of pot in my I life. thought about, I have I have an appointment set to get my medical marijuana card. Let me know how that goes. I will. Okay, well, you guys. You have to establish a. What? You have to establish like a reason to get it first. Have you met me? I have depression and anxiety. I'm ready. Anyway. Love you guys so much for listening. <laughs> Bye. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.